Hi, I'm Erica Darvis. Hi, I'm Amy Randolph. And you're listening to Podcast Rewind. We are two best friends talking hot topics and all of the podcasts that we're totally obsessed with. So come please be our friend on social media. You can find us at Podcast RWD on Instagram and Twitter. And then head over to Facebook and search Podcast Rewind. You can listen to our show wherever you're already listening to your favorite podcasts. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever that is, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe because we need your stars to keep this show going. Cheers. Cheers. Let's talk podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Rewind, episode 64. I'm one of your hosts, Amy Randolph, sitting with my best friend and co-host, Erica Jarvis. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Amy? Yes? Let's talk about podcasts today, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. It's been a little bit. I take the full blame on this one. I had a business trip that yeah. got in the way, and we haven't figured out, like, the Skype podcasting thing yet. You so, know, we're you know, not, we just don't do it. We're not Ben and Ronnie from Watch What Crap Ends. We're, we're not two judgy girls. No. We are Podcast we're, Rewind, and Amy and I like to stare lovingly into one another's <laughs> eyes while yeah. we record this podcast. She likes it, regardless of what she says, you guys. She, she likes literally it. Loves she us. likes it. She really she likes, likes it. it. Or in the words of Ari Lewandyk. Mm, I like, I like that. that. <laughs> it's podcast rewind, and I helped. <laughs> yeah, you really did. You put in about fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you halfway, kiddo. Yeah. Um. So it's really good to be back on the mic. It's been like a busy the last couple of weeks. I've yeah. traveled. I've been to the theater. I've I've done so much. How have you been? I've been just you know doing that daily grind. Someone's got to do it. Someone has to do it that Monday to Friday in 9 to 5 living. Um, the cats and I held down the fort. I appreciate it. Literally you. only just okay. Yeah. Um, they miss you while you're gone. They always do, my pod babies. I know. I will send Amy a photo of her cats laying on the ground, and she's like, my babies. I'm like, we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> they climb all over me, and that is not my favorite thing. Did you see that I, like, switched up their food again? So they ran out. I brought new food home. And I got them their regular, like, Purina bland stuff that they don't like. But I give them what I call, like, the McDonald's food, <laughs> which is, like, cheap-ass meow mix. But they <laughs> fucking love it. They do. To cut with. And I got, like, the kind with, like, the meaty insides inside the kibbles. So, like, my, my babies are okay. I treat them right. <laughs> Besides the fact that I give them, like, cornmeal food. But they like it so much. They do. Um, whatever keeps them satiated and far away from me and doing their cat thing of sleeping 18 to 22 hours a day, that really works for me. Plus, plus. Win, win. Win, win. Works Guys, everybody. true insider dish into how Amy and I <laughs> chat with one another where she is like, I got them at McDonald's today. <laughs> um, thankfully, uh, I didn't have to purchase any cat things while you were gone. When you were gone for a couple of weeks, I had yeah, to go to the Target and get Cat food and cat litter, and I was like, while I'm here, I'll round out this cat lady supply with a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I go to the grocery store often, and I'm only buying, like, cat food, wine, and, like, one vegetable, uh-huh. and I I know I'm being judged, but... That's okay. I'm not, I'm not embarrassed. You're not I alone. Me. I do me. You're not alone, but speaking of that wine... Yes? I think it's time for... Drink of, of the, the week. week. Cheers. There we are. All right. So I am having a Kona Brewing Company. I guess I'm going to pronounce this Hanali. 
Sure. Oh, yeah. It's like Hawaiian. Is it you Hawaiian? pronounce all of the um, vowels. So Hanalei is probably Hanalei. right. Yeah. Hanalei Island IPA with passion fruit, orange, and guava. It's a lot and going on there. There's a lot going on, but it's delicious. And if I may, six ninety nine at the Seven Eleven that I swung through on my way home tonight. Can't get mad. At you really? That. It's literally like a dollar a beer. Hell yeah, dollar change. Amy, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Michigan beer. Yeah, it yeah. was nice on my business trip. The past couple of weeks, I've been in Chicago, and they're close enough to Michigan that they serve the right stuff on tap. Got to drink my Bells and Founders. It was a good week. But I found at Publix tonight a brand new one from New Holland Brewing Company in Holland, Michigan. Uh What up, my Dutch friends? Um, It's called the Tangerine Space Machine. It's an IPA, but um, it is a little funny that I'm drinking a space beer, and you guys will find out why in a little bit. Yeah, so if you haven't read the title... Of the show. show You might have figured out why that's actually very apropos. (laughs) But before we get into our major discussion for this episode, we would be remiss to not share with everybody what we are currently obsessed with. Absolutely. And I'd be like, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah, Amy, any obsessions on your end? Oh my god, I'm so obsessed. Yes. I did my, like, musical theater mecca dream. Uh-huh. Tell the class. The last night that I was in Chicago, my work ended kind of mid-afternoon, and basically I was just waiting for my flight to come on Wednesday morning. Uh So I went and I bought myself a ticket to experience the very first time live on stage, Hamilton. Yay! Yay! I saw Hamilton finally, you guys. If you're like a, a... an OG podcast rewind listener, you know, for like the first 10 episodes of the show, I had just discovered the soundtrack and I could not stop talking about it, trying to force Erica to listen to it, not a but fan. finding a way to work it into this podcast every episode, Yes, sometimes successfully, sometimes square peg round hole situation, yeah. but I made it happen. And look, I finally, you guys, I can say it. I don't care as corny as it is. I was in the room where it happened. I saw Hamilton. I'm obsessed. I loved it. It was everything I wanted it to be. While I am, while I don't identify as a Hamill fan, mm-hmm. I can be very happy for a those Stan, maybe. or a Hamill Stan. I can be very happy for those who finally get to see a show that they love. And so we were rooting for you that you were going to be able to get away from work and get a ticket. So Beth and I were so excited that you got to see Hamilton. So so excited for you. Thank you. Yeah. You know what What you just reminds me of? No. You'll love this. So I don't think she's a listener, but Nicole Queenan, uh-huh. one of my good friends and coworkers who you are mildly obsessed with. Oh, my God. And finally got to connect Literally with. Literally in love with her. Um, so we're not obsessed with it, but Game of Thrones came back. Yes. Uh, yes. The Sunday before last. And uh, on the day that it came out, Nicole put out a Facebook post that I fully loved. She was like, Game of Thrones fans... Tonight is for you. <laughs> I don't watch. I don't enjoy. But I'm not here to hate on no. what you love. You do you. Like, may winter come, whatever the hell mm-hmm. I'm supposed to say. But I just really love when people support other people's, like, fan thing yeah. rather than being like, oh, is it the sports ball on again? I agree. I don't like that. And I saw Chrissy Teigen tweeted something that was like, congratulations. I'm so excited for you guys. It's your night. I can't wait till I find my Game of Thrones that <laughs> I'm so excited about that I can't wait for it to come back for season after season. And so, yeah, it's like, it is literally no skin off my back that somebody watches 
Game of Thrones or somebody's into Hamilton right. and I am not because not everybody likes what I like and I would hate for them to crap on it. Though I'm sure people do. But <laughs> in the same vein, like it doesn't matter. I the you only reason know. I was upset that night is that in celebration of Game of Thrones, no other channel was going to play regular TV, exactly. knowing that they were going to lose in, like, the Nielsen ratings. <laughs> so all of my shows on E! were, like, very cavalier. <laughs> a rerun of Very Cavalier. In its second season, it's playing a rerun. And the Lady Ooh. Gang was like, oh, um, I guess <clears throat> I guess I'll see what's on Netflix for the 19th time. Uh-huh. But, yes, well, congratulations on seeing Hamilton. Very happy Thank for you. Thank you. What are you obsessed with this week? Well, while you were gone, I cheated on you. You sure did. <laughs> I was a little violated, but I said nothing. But go ahead. I'll buy you a drink. Thank you. I was invited to be on 30-something with Sunny Abada, her podcast. Now, Sunny and I have stalked each other on the interwebs for years. Sure. Both Pittsburgh girls living in Orlando finally became friends, IRL, <gasps> and I've had her on my blog. We've done some happy hours and hangouts. You and Beth got to meet her a couple of weeks ago at a brunch. She's so mm-hmm. lovely. Well, when she started her own podcast about... A few months ago, she was always reaching out, asking questions, and so supportive of her. And you kindly popped her up when she got started, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that this space is big enough for everybody. Oh, me too. There are so many hours in the day. Like, we you can listen to podcasts. Look at us. We're so zen right now. Oh, my God. It's got to be the IPA. Must be the drinks. Yeah. Um, this isn't the huge. But anyway, <laughs> so she invited me to be on her show, and hopefully it's the first of many. And so her most recent episode, episode 19, just dropped with me as a guest. And it was so crazy and fun. Yay! I mean, Amy, real studio, real mics, headphones, someone mixing in the corner. And I was like, oh. And she was so cute. She was like, how do you guys sound so good? I was like, oh, do we? Honey, (laughs) do you hear the cat knocking shit over in the background? I was like, well, we just call that the relatability factor, uh, all of that stuff. Are you spoiled now? Like, do you feel like you're slumming it with me and our podcast nook? Well, it was funny. The first thing we talked about when I was podcasting with her is like, they gave me a water and I was like, ugh, sober pods are going to be really hard. I've literally never done this podcast ever. I was like, we drink on my show. So this is different. But Does this water have vodka in it? Right. Well, in true Erica fashion, I was thirsty for water and thirsty for likes and plugged the crap out of Podcast Rewind. We got talking about everything from a lot of our shows and like the Zennials and incels and then like kind of going into deeper dives of our thoughts on that, career advice, networking, I mean, bad dating experiences. I mean, I was reading past messages from like crap dating apps and stuff. So it was really fun and great to be on her show, but um, she's got to come on ours next. Absolutely. You guys, I look, Erica, you, you cheated on me, but I'm going to give you this hall pass. Because yeah. she's, um, like, really pretty. She's, like, so pretty. Like, I understand. Um, I'm really proud of you, and I cannot wait to listen to Thanks. the episode. It dropped too late in the day for me to be able to intake yeah. prior to going on the mic with you, but I, I can't wait. Super proud of you. Super happy. I Thanks. cannot wait to collab with Sunny. Yeah, I know. She's so awesome. So, guys, once you're done with this episode in its entirety... Go search 30-something with Sunny Abada wherever you listen to podcasts, and I'm episode 19. Yay! Yeah. All right. You know, we're going to get into our topic of the week. We're going to get into the meat and potatoes of it all. That's right. And, um, like, our zoned-out, zen, chill vibe. Might go down the drain. (laughs) Might be about to explode, you guys. Yeah. So, we're on episode 64, and um, back in the day, I would say last summer on what was episode 39 titled Mm -hmm. We Are Shooketh. 
Well, this was Amy and I's old format where sure. we were sharing podcasts and kind of really doing those um, just recaps before we started to do deeper dives. I found a podcast called Oh No with Ross and Carrie, and it was like an eight-part series about flat earthers. And flat we, earthers, you say? Flat earthers. And we, I would say, dipped a toe yeah. into the shallow end, but recently... Realized that's cold and wrong. It's and cold. I don't want to do this. Immediately back out of Mama that Mama wants pool. a hot tub. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was Earth Day this week. Sure We're was. celebrating this big, beautiful planet that we all live on. It's big, beautiful round, round planet. planet. And that Netflix agreed with us. They sure did. And Amy, what'd they do? They gave us a beautiful documentary. <laughs> Uh, delicious, I may say. Yes, you would. Called Actually, they dropped it in November of last year, but we got around to watching this past week Behind the Curve. Now, before we keep going, can I just state, are these documentaries that Netflix keeps putting out just hilarious? I mean, <laughs> abducted in plain sight. I mean, some of these documentaries are just laugh out loud, and you're like, no, 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 listen, do you have to be learning right now? Absolutely. I will say this is, I think, one of the more... Um, snarky and well-produced documentaries on Netflix because we'll get into who the flat earthers are that we meet and follow, but they troll them hard, the director and producers. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Um, But also, you know, there was a lot of good stuff, like there were cartoons they wrote for it, and the music that they chose was all really well-placed. As a movie, as a documentary alone, I thought it was really good. Same. But then the subject matter, having dipped our proverbial toe Uh into the flat earth conspiracy theory previous, it was really great to revisit it and to gawk openly at it. Uh, once From again. the comfort of my bedroom. You know what I, I mean? In the comfort of your home, you can gawk at everyone. Oh my God. I have to tell you this. I watched it on a plane <laughs> on my return from Chicago to Orlando. And it's only an hour and a half long, so it fit really comfortably into that two and a half hour yeah. flight. But I was sitting next to a couple that was so clearly on their way to Disney for their honeymoon. Uh And I could tell because, like, they both had their rings on and were taking them off and fiddling with their fingers because they were clearly not used to wearing their rings. Right. They had magic bands on and ears. uh, No, no. Like, they weren't fully, like, Disneyed out. And, in fact, he was a little snappy with her, I will say. So soon into the marriage. So soon. I don't know if it had been a long week leading up to the wedding or what. Probably. But, I mean. It couldn't be more clear that they were going on their honeymoon. So I am in like leggings and oversized sweater, <laughs> hair in a top knot, sitting in the in the window seat watching a flat earther documentary <laughs> on my tablet. And the two of them are like canoodling and sharing an iPhone watching the same movie. Were you like <laughs> or like sharing yeah, headphones watching the same movie? And I was like, they think things about me. They they clearly are talking about me later. Oh, are you talking about them later? Turns out on a podcast. I don't yeah. know if they have a podcast or not. I hope they're having a great week at Disney. I hope so too. Mazel Tom. Mazel to them. <laughs> anyway, so behind the curve is I actually thought I heard it was a flat earth uh documentary yeah. a, a few weeks ago. And I took that to mean it was a documentary by Flat Earthers Same. promoting their conspiracy theory. Yeah. I'm just going to call it that because it's nothing else. Yes. It's it's not science. No. Um, so I was really actually very excited to start it and realize, oh, no, we're fake making fun of Flat Earthers. Yes. Yay! Oh, my God. So they talk about so much in this. Yeah, they talk about a lot. And I feel like... How do we get in? So, so you were introduced to... <clears throat> Sorry, I brought my Chicago cold back She too. really Sorry. did, you guys. So basically, in the beginning, we were really introduced to Mark Sargent, who is 
almost at the head of this huge conspiracy theory. He has a YouTube show called yeah. The Secret Show. Is it called the, that? I can't tell. He had like five names for he it. He had a lot of he had a lot to say. <laughs> he um, had a lot to say. So I would say Mark is mid to late forties. You know, the kind of guy that pairs a t-shirt with his name on it with a pair of cargo shorts. Like, I just want to paint a picture yes. of what we're getting with Mark. Always a baseball cap with some flat earth pun of sorts. And one of those kind of guys that is braggy, but, like, thinks he's doing it in a really cool, humble way. Yes. And, you know, when people, like, I've been on dates before where guys are like, oh, and then I told so-and-so in a meeting, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you're an asshole. But you think you're bragging and talking cool about yourself, that's his vibe. Like, guys, it doesn't get cooler than over here. I know. I know. Yeah, like, he talks about how blessed he is that he can meet these people who respect and love him so much <laughs> when he goes out to Flat Earth meetups. Yes, and he does. And he also, this might be a little bit cruel, but whatever. It's my podcast and I'll say it. I'll do what I want. Uh, I'll do what I want here. He's 100% a dude that was nerd tastic his entire life and he finally thinks he's cool and so he's acting like he's always been this cool but it's like like new money he's like new cool yes and is doing it wrong absolutely wrong and with that he is spreading the good word that the earth is flat yes so he has this in his mind the earth is very Truman Show-esque that we live in what's kind of like a planetarium The Earth is flat. Like we mentioned in episode 39 of our show, the Earth is a pizza. It's flat like a pizza. And going back to Game of Thrones, you got that ice wall keeping us in. And so, and you said that before, and I didn't get it until, honestly, I watched the documentary and let them explain it to me. So now I get it. They're wrong, but it makes a little (laughs) bit of sense. Like, think about, you guys, if you can't picture this like I couldn't, think of the globe. You know, the globe that you all had in school growing up. And if you were to poke a hole in the bottom of it at Antarctica and peel it all up so that it's now flat, and you've been taught that there are glaciers and ice mountains on Antarctica, but think now that this flat earth is surrounded by a white wall of ice, and that is Antarctica. So they believe that Antarctica is real, but just that it's an ice wall around and the north pole is in the dead center of the pizza exactly and then truly i'm not making this shit up no we're not that they're like in the truman show is a dome Mm -hmm. fully at the edge of the radius of of flat earth and that essentially we're living in a planetarium on someone's shelf who we don't know yes i mean because it's impossible that this thing is just floating somewhere because they don't believe in things like space and other planets. And on that dome, stars are painted and turn as separate from us. So that way we still get constellations and the night sky changes. And they, they believe that that's just decoration. It's rigged. It's just decoration. And that also that the earth, or I'm sorry, the sun and the moon are not, the earth is, is not, or I'm sorry, the sun is it, not like the center of our solar system, that it is just a bright light in floating inside the planetarium, and that the moon is just a, a rock uh-huh. floating inside the planetarium. Some people think it's rigged onto some pole that would be sitting in the middle of uh, 
the North Pole. Basically, like literally there's a North Pole and it goes up and they swing around on giant arms. Mm -hmm. Some people think that they're just kind of magically hung and aren't very concerned with how that magic works. I would have follow questions. they don't believe in, you know, the atmosphere or anything like that. So that they believe this dome is what's keeping all of the, you know, oxygen and everything right here to us. I'm not clear what they think, to your point, that the planetarium, whom it's for, who created it, and where it sits in infinity, but I don't think they're thinking about Mark that. Mark most certainly thinks that we're on a, st- a soundstage somewhere. Yeah. That, like, we are the Truman Show. Yes. Smile for the camera. Dink. But, um, like, it's so impossible to wrap your brain around it. And they, you know, definitely consider... People like Neil deGrasse Tyson to be like he who shall not be named. Like he's a Voldemort in their call world. Him that yes, because he tries to explain gravity and they laugh like there is no gravity. The whole thing is flat. Of course, we're on solid ground. And oftentimes, I you know with the oh no with Ross and Carrie. Ross and Carrie, their thought was yes, the Earth is a planet moving through. So here's the thing. There are subcultures within flat earthers. Yeah, there's there infighting. Are, there's infighting. There are subcultures. Some people believe there's planetarium. Some people believe, yes, there is a solar system. We just happen to be flat, and it's spinning and raising with us. So, like, as we're falling, people, as you are falling and walking, you're falling, but the earth is rising up to meet you. So you never feel like you're not touching the ground. It's incredibly narcissistic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, high school, like, physics teachers around the globe are clutching their pearls over these theories. But, you know, with this documentary, we are just getting some of the craziest things Yeah, so should we, like, run down the crazy characters? Yeah, let's do it. And then here's the cool thing about the documentary, too, is, like, scientists get to talk. Oh. Astronauts. And there is... Scott Kelly, who went to space. There is... Talks to us. A stunning specimen. Oh, yeah, we've got some... some Grecian god starts talking to you about science, and you're like, yeah, 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 give it to me. Okay, so Mark Sargent, we just talked about him. He's kind of, I would say, the lead in the Mm -hmm. documentary. And he is one of the leads in the Flat Earther movement. This guy really thinks so much of himself that he wears a t-shirt that says, I am Mark Sargent on it, because he claims so many people come up to him. Because a lot of Flat Earthers are in the proverbial closet that they don't want to come out, and we'll talk about how, like, what it does to your life. Yeah. When you're an open flat earther. But anyway, there's another woman who, her name is Patricia Steer. And, she, and she's a smoke show. She's a smoke show. Look, she's a good looking older lady about Mark's age. And that there's kind of like this underlying love story oh in the documentary. And that like Mark and Patricia, are they or aren't they? And it's, a, she it's is, a cool troll that the producers provide you. Yeah. No, she's a massive YouTube sensation. You know who she reminds me of mm-hmm. is... Um, Tierra Swan, or Tara, what was her name? Tara Swan? That Teal I, Swan. Teal Swan that I covered. She's beautiful and crazy. She talks a lot about how she only believes herself, and herself believes that the earth is flat, so she's going to go with that. Um, there is a character named Math Powerland, who is a flat earther, but is kind of like a anarchist flat earther he's not with the flat earth community he believes in flat earth and he's got his own sub community and they kind of hate on the mark sergeants and the petitioners yes. steers but math powerland claims that he knows the earth is flat because nasa knows the earth is flat and basically nasa is for reasons they have not explained to me protecting this giant conspiracy that the earth is round 
but that he got drunk with some NASA scientists at a party once, and they were like, dude, the Earth is so flat. <laughs> and so that is his evidence as to why the Earth is flat. And he and he also claims to be a stand-up comedian, and oh, he does flat yeah. Earth stand-up, and I would buy a ticket to that show oh, in a my God. So then we also have Nathan Thompson, who is just off his fucking rocker. And he is one of these, like, mind control guys. Yeah. And every time you see him, he's holding two mallets and bouncing a ping pong ball back and forth and spouting crazy. And that's delicious <laughs> and delightful. <laughs> and then we have Chris Pontius, who is a beautiful artisan, really. So he is another flat earther. Old motorcycle dude with the long um, gray hair and the beard and he's a flat earther who makes these beautiful like flat earth art pieces yeah and he makes them out of intricate woodworking and like he's got you know 3d dimensional the the ice wall on the outside and he hand blows the glass for the domes and he, yeah. and he sells them at flat earth meetups and conventions we will get to the conventions you yes. guys um and he's something else and then we have Bob Knodel and his wife uh-huh. who are trying to prove that the earth is not round and that it is in fact flat with these bonking, bunky like s- experiments that continually go wrong and that's a hoot and a half. Okay, so those are our flat earth stars. Yes. And so like you said, there is just so much that we get. We see them going to flat earth conventions and conferences and... W- well, we should say they go to a lot of meetups, but the first official Flat Earth conference, and it was a big deal on the podcast, was held in 2017. Yes. This is the first time they, like, had basically a con of Flat Earthers, and they had it in Raleigh. And uh, in 2018, by the way, they did it again in Denver. And coming up in November, you guys, the third annual uh, Flat Earth conference will be in Dallas in November. Yes. In 2019, you guys. It will. In 2019. And so what Mark really shares a lot is that people who are flat earthers become flat earthers because they first hear about this conspiracy theory, try to go online and educate themselves, can't prove that the earth isn't round or isn't flat, and then fall into this flat earther world, which can be a little dangerous. I mean, you know, your buddy Brian has a Facebook page of over 50,000 followers while he's too busy bouncing, you know, balls off of wooden mallets. He's also trying to explain that the dinosaurs were made up, that, you know, oh, yeah. the government want us to stay dumb. Anti-9-11, gators truthers, all of that. that. Don't vaccinate. Yeah. Don't do all of these kinds of things. But um, it, also he teaches us that there is entertainment about flat, like flat earther songs and rap. And, I mean, B.O.B. famously came out and said he believed the earth is flat even after he had that song Airplanes. Hilarious. Yeah, and weirdly, they touch on this just a little bit, but, like, Shaq and, is it Steve Irving? And, like, a weirdly too many NBA stars yeah. have openly said that they are flat earthers. And so Weird. what we find is that a lot of people have questions. They go online, and there are so many ways that they are proving that the earth is flat in ways that are bizarre, watching plane flight patterns. And now, by the way, none of these flat earthers have ever been in aviation a day in their life. They've never not, flown a plane, but they have an understanding in their physics. brain of how it should work for a flight pattern. And so then that convinces themselves, okay, the earth is flat. Next step. Okay, well, in this video, I see X, Y, and Z. Or as Mark shares, like, hey, 
I live in Seattle. Here I am standing on the beach, and I can see downtown Seattle. If the earth was round, why would I see that? It's flat. That's why I can see out in the distance. But there's so much science and physics that comes into it. Like, after so many feet, the earth starts to curve a little bit, and it is minuscule. You can't see it 100 feet in front of you. So I, yes, so we talk about that on Behind the Curve, but also other podcasts that I listen to. I listen to one actually called the Flat Earth Podcast. They have such a a wrong idea of the math when it comes to the circumference of the earth and the actual size of it, because these people's argument, Mark and the guys on this other podcast, like they're literally arguing, well, I can't see the curve, so the earth is flat. And that is such simple thinking. Yeah. Like when we as children learn in our first science classes that the earth is round, the first thing the teacher says to us is, I know it looks flat. Yeah. I know if you've ever been to the beach and looked out on the horizon, it looked flat. But just you got to understand how big the world is and how small you are. Yeah. You put an ant on a beach ball and they say, you know, this is how big you are. Yep. And that you can't see the curvature because you're too minuscule. But trust me, it's there. But these people's minds don't allow them to go there. Sorry, I keep interrupting. It's just like I came out with this. No, you're fine. Okay. Keep going. Um, so, yeah, like I said, there's just like all these things that they're teaching themselves. And throughout the episode, we're getting a lot of the scientists and physicists coming in and helping us understand things so much better. I will say, when you talk about Scott Kelly, the astronaut, and there is a scene <laughs> where they have all of, you know, the pro round earthers talking about like, I oh, the first time I heard somebody say the earth was flat and poor Scott says the very first time I heard about flat earth was the last time I was in space. And I just <laughs> thought it was so great because so a lot of these flat earthers don't believe the moon landing and like these oh, yeah. conspiracy theories really do build upon one they another feed each other. and they feed each other and it's really unhealthy. And one of the great things that, you, it's like a juxtaposition is, you know, these flat earthers feeling like they've won on science. Scientists aren't coming for us because they know they can't get in the ring with us. They can't compete with us. We're winning. We're smarter than them. Yeah, and they've then got you a superiority do see issue. basically a great big work session of scientists and physicists saying, okay, guys, we have a thing on our hand, flat earthers. These are people who are curious. They want to learn. They're learning in the wrong direction. How do we handle this? And you get that great juxtaposition of we do not want you to believe the earth is flat that's dangerous can i stop you real quick and talk about like yeah how there is it it's dangerously growing the number of flat earthers and we'll talk about like the youtube of it all a little bit later but just to throw out a stat that might scare you guys i heard on the current podcast from cbc radio that currently two-thirds of 18 to 24 year olds or i'm sorry only two-thirds of 18 to 24 year olds are like confirmed in their minds that the earth is round and the other third are hesitant or are a flat earther so it is problematic while it's ridiculous about flat earth it is problematic because it's growing the number of people that are sort of like anti-vaxxers like we talked about last the the conspiracy is growing not dying so that the scientists are, are in this in this documentary behind the curve really have to talk about what to do to mitigate it because they can't just like stamp it out. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to push people farther to the fringe and that's a dangerous thing. Like, and I loved one of them talked about how these people are smart and they're inquisitive. They could be scientists themselves, yeah. but they kind of like fell through the cracks 
these flat earthers who are so strong in their belief. Yeah. And so when it comes to science, we learn from one of the physicists, I believe her name was like Hannah Line or... Oh, she's gorgeous. She's, she's got pink hair. Oh, Hannah Laura. I Hannah think Laura. She was a super cutie. But she explained to us imposter syndrome happens often in science and with like academia and more. It's basically the syndrome is the more you know about a topic, the more you feel like there's no way that you're actually an expert or the authority. We joke around all the time, like, the further I get in my career, the further I'm like, did I snow somebody? Do I know this? There's no way I know what I know. I must be an imposter. Yeah, exactly. When are they going to fire me? I don't actually know what I'm doing. They keep letting me show up here and pretend like I know what I'm doing. I'm even sure people who, and I think it's the reason people who win a Nobel Peace Prize don't stop learning and getting to the next step because you feel like there's infinite information out there about certain sciences, especially when it comes to Earth and the cosmos and the black hole we just finally saw. And like, you can get, infinity is a thing. Like, the so more, there's infinite information out there. The more you know, and the wiser you get, the more you realize you don't know anything. It's, and it freaks you the fuck out. It happens to me all of the time. But if you are willing to stand and believe, well, I can't see that the earth curves, so it's not, and you're going to think that small, you're going to be so much more certain about your belief, even though you're really fucking wrong. Exactly, and that's the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes, people who have a strong background, or people without a strong background, expertise, or knowledge, have a false sense of their ability and don't understand how people don't recognize how smart that they are, and they assume that they know all the facts. And so that is with these flat earthers; they don't care to learn about physics. They don't care to understand or take a class. you know, your buddy Brian shared that Flat Earthers in the documentary. Are you saying my buddy Brian? Who's Brian? The golf ball bouncing guy on the mallet. Oh, that's Nathan. Is that Nathan? That's Nathan. Oh, okay. Sorry. I that's wrote that down wrong. Um, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> big fan. Nate um, and he talks about brain coaching and, you know, doing all of this stuff. Um, thinks that he knows all this information and, you know, is like a flat earther, but then also shares, we're all successful, we're doing really well, none of us live with our mothers. Fast forward to Mark Sargent living in a... Fast camera cut to Mark Sargent talking to his mother in their shared kitchen. In their shared kitchen, and he lives in a... He sleeps on a twin bed. I don't get that to begin with. I had a, oh my God. I had a full bed by the time I was in bed. Like, I never yeah, had too. a twin bed growing up. Me too. My big Regardless, girl anyway... Anyway, but so this Dunning-Kruger effect is, oh, I have something I want to learn. I went onto YouTube. I watched it. Great. I don't need to go to college. I'm smart. I figured it out. I cannot believe nobody else agrees with me. These idiots. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Some Joe Schmo in his basement in Iowa filmed that and then told you the earth was flat. And you went, yeah, I re- watched it on online. Yes. And so this Dunning-Kruger effect is why we have conspiracy theories. Yeah. So also on The Current that I mentioned earlier, they talked to kind of a psychiatrist and they talked a little bit about it on Behind the Curve. And then another podcast I found called We're Just Asking Questions. I'm always asking questions. Which is a good one. Three hosts, um, Rob, Matt, and Keegan, they did an episode called Flat Like Your Mom. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it's pronounced flat like your mom. Flat like your mom. Your mom is so flat. They talked about flat earthers and behind the curve, the current, and we're just asking questions, all talked about, like, what kind of person you have to be to believe that the earth is flat and to join this conspiracy. 
And, you know, they really did it well on We're Just Asking Questions, where they talked about, like, these are disassociated people. Yes. These are people who, um, they're, well, first of all, they're prone to conspiratorial thinking, which is abnormal, not to make judgment about it and not to say that you have to think the way everybody else thinks and conform, you know, to do the right thing. But these are people that are, first of all, just prone to conspiratorial thinking. And second of all, like, you can see it in the documentary and you can see it if you watch the YouTube videos. These are people who have had life happen to them in a way that wasn't quote-unquote perfect. And so they're finding comfort with this, like, community of each other. I remember in Behind the Curve, Patricia Steer, like... She's, like, the hot one of the flat earth community. And there are people who love her and people who hate her and, like, men who lust after her. But she gets up and does a speech at that first 2017 flat earth convention in Raleigh. And she talks about how we're a family here. We're safe here because we all feel the same thing. And funny enough, when I was away on my work trip, I was at the Star Wars convention Uh in Chicago. I was working there. And I heard people give speeches at the panel shows at the Star Wars convention saying, this is our family. This is where you can let your freak flag fly. You can wear your Darth Vader costume and no one even thinks that's weird. So, I mean, these are people who, who feel kind of on the fringe of society, are not super happy with their lives, but they find each other. And on the CBC podcast, The Current, they were saying, like, if they really really could get these people to get some truth serum in them. They don't believe that all the, they don't think that all the flat earthers, honest to God, believe that the earth is flat, but they found this community where they belong and that they're safe. And so they'll go with it. And they also, a lot of them love that superiority that we see so clearly in Mark Sargent. Yeah. I know something you don't know. And so that makes up for the losses I have in my life and how I don't feel connected to society because now I'm finding a way to self feel superior yep. because I know this secret that you don't know. Yeah. And what we find is the secret that they know, unfortunately, a lot of them prove the earth is round. Over and over. So we learn from Acuity Tim Urban, who's a oh. science journalist, science him. writer, Tim who B- talks about the fact that science is a, ty- is, is a, think- is a form of thinking Science is the search for truth and chipping away at the I don't know. I have a point A. I'm going to make my way to point B, and I'm going to have hypothesis. I'm going to have tests and experiments, and I'm going to get there. But then we have this thing. But I love what he says about it is that, like, you're not trying to get to a specific point B. I'm going to start at point A and find out what point B is through controlled experiments. Yes, exactly. Like I said, so then there's this thing that once I get to that end, that people have this institutional disconformation where they want to tell you you're wrong. You forgot to carry the two. You didn't do this right. But what we find with our buddies who believe the earth is flat is they start at point B. The earth is flat and go backwards. Yes. And unfortunately. That's just not how science works. They just stop. Like it doesn't work for them. I mean we see that these guys go through a number of tests that are in their mind controlled and expensive, one of the guys gets a laser gyroscope, which costs $20,000. But he couldn't pay for it. He just kept posting online how bad he wished he wanted it so until somebody rich bought it bought for it him. Bought it for him. <laughs> like, oh, my God. 
It's more than cars. So basically, as the Earth rotates, it will lean off its axis. And so this laser gyroscope will always pick up that lean yes. no matter where it is. And so these guys tested three fucking times. And the Earth was round every single time. Every single time. I mean, it picked up a 15% like per hour drift, which is the exact science to prove that the earth is round. And you see him at the conference you mentioned, and he's like, yeah, man, we're just going to keep trying this out until it comes out flat. And it's just well, like, they're trying Whoa. to put it in like a marble canister or something so yeah. that it can't feel and then it would then like confirm that it's flat. But so again, they're just trying to like change variables to get the conclusion they want. Rather than accepting the conclusion as it is, which is what we do in science. Yeah. And then there was like a great, the show ended with it. You know, the guys are like, okay, we found this flat, you know, three (laughs) miles. I'm going to stand on one end. You're going to stand on the other. I'm going to point a laser at a wall and it's going to be perfect. And we're going to show that the earth is flat. But if it's not flat, I might have to raise my arm to hit you. And so you see these guys go over so and good. over and over and over again trying with this laser. And basically the show ends. And he's like, I can't see your laser. He goes, well, if I raise my arm. He raises his arm. The guy goes, I can see you now. Boom. Credits. And it was like, it's you so literally good, continue to prove that the earth is round. But for some reason, these conspiracies and like you mentioned, YouTube can get into your head. Yes. Yeah, so thank you. So um, the current from CBC, um, when they did their show called Flat Around they really did a deep dive on how this is kind of like YouTube's fault. And we've talked about this when on our show when we've talked about other conspiracies and other like online kind of scary groups like incels yeah. or anti-vaxxing. Like Reddit and YouTube kind of become the devil. And so in I think it was like 10 years ago, YouTube had like if you search Flat Earth, you might get 100 videos. Yeah. You're going to get hundreds of thousands now. And the way YouTube's algorithm is set up, you know, it suggests you the next thing to do. And you don't even have to click anything. If you just sit there and the host of the podcast tried it for herself, she said, I clicked on something that was actually just a Trump thing. And then it went into a flat earth thing. And because I didn't stop it, it got deeper and deeper and deeper. And before you know it, you can watch two hours of this um, exponentially deeper, darker flat earth conspiracy stuff and how in 2015 that was flagged to YouTube and they came out and said, we're going to tool with the algorithm, but it still is not perfect yet. So that doesn't keep happening because that is one of the reasons that this is kind of ramping up. And, you know, like I, I, we brought it up earlier. Um, did I mention or was it you and I talking? I haven't mentioned it here yet. Try me. Um, so I listened to a, an actual hosted by Flat Earthers podcast called the Flat Earth Podcast. I told you this when we were prepping for the show. I haven't told you on the show yet. Okay. Um, this was episode 137 called A Logical Fallacy. And the hosts of the show are two Flat Earthers. They started talking about all sorts of crazy shit about how we're living under our own personal domes. Yes. But then there's the big dome with Do the we sun. share a dome? I don't fucking know. Because they there are 130 episodes. Oh, in, Christ. So they have explained their theories. And I'm a newcomer and I'm just kind of... You're a noob. I'm a glean. But, but the, the interesting part of the podcast and why I picked this episode to listen to was they talked to a glober. 
which, by the way, I love that they call us globe earthers or globers. Yeah. Um, but this man called in. He had reached out to them on Facebook and said, I want to talk to you on your podcast. And he got on, and he was an educator, and he, you know, grade school educator, and he was, I thought, very respectful. He said, I don't want to tell you guys you're wrong. Pretend I was born yesterday and, like, explain to me why the earth is flat versus it being round. And uh, the guys kept talking about, like, observation. So going yeah. back to that experiment where they were like, well, we think the earth is flat. If it curves, if we shine this light flat and it doesn't hit the same points on these posts, then it'll prove it's curved. Yeah. Which it did, and they just didn't believe No, they're that. like, we have to keep trying. Right. This educator was asking the guys, tell me why the earth is flat. Explain it to me. And all they were doing was continually telling him reasons that it's not round and not mm-hmm. spinning. That was that seemed to be their big yeah. bend on the Flat Earth podcast was that you would know if you're spinning. And their one of their reasons was you would feel you feel earthquakes and you feel it immediately. You're telling me that we're spinning all these thousands of miles per hour hurtling around the sun. I don't feel that, so it's not happening. Uh-huh. And the the educator, the teacher guy was like Okay, so you just told me again why we're not spinning. Tell me why it's flat. Yeah. And they kind of went a little bit silent. But the interesting part, tying back to the YouTube, was they had this theory. Their math was all sorts of wrong, but they were trying to tell the teacher that, look, you can stand at a part of Lake Michigan and look across the ocean and see Chicago's skyline perfect. If the earth was curved, you wouldn't be able to see the skyline because it would dip below the horizon, but you can see it. And they were throwing out numbers, and the teacher was like, those, those numbers are wrong. Yeah. But he goes, you know what, you guys? I would love to go stand on that shore of Lake Michigan with you and and look at that together. And, like, let's control the variables about the time of year that it is, the type yeah. of weather we do that in, and yada, yada. And the guys were like, no, there are hundreds of YouTube videos about it. There's no reason to go look at it yourself. I've seen it on YouTube a hundred yeah. times. And like we've talked about with anti-vaxxers and other things, they literally watch this stuff on YouTube and believe it as yeah. absolute fact and disregard all of the actual science and controlled experiments yeah. that have taken place to prove that the Earth is round and we're spinning in orbit around the sun. And it's just so fast and gravitational pull and yada, yeah. yada, yada, all the shit I learned in fourth grade that I believe in because I'm a rational person. Yeah, I mean, also, nobody references, like, the geological aspect of, like, mountains and hills. <laughs> They're just like, the earth is flat. If I stand here, there's no way I should see that far. I'm like, but what if your elevation if, is higher? Yeah, have you ever been to Colorado? Yeah. No. Um, Are there flat earthers in Colorado? That's what I mean. Like, is that the name of the show? Yeah, I think so. How <coughs> they're forgetting all of these other facets. And when it comes to the spinning aspect, one of the physicists on the documentary made a great point that I know that we're moving because when we're in a car and I throw a ball in the air, it lands in my hand. Mm-hmm. Because the earth is moving. If it wasn't, that ball would have been through my back windshield. Behind me. Right? Would have been behind me. But that's not how it works. And... Yeah, there. it's just the YouTube of it all can be really dark. That's why my YouTube really suggests a lot of makeup tutorials for me. Exactly. Or Seth Meyers. It's a real hodgepodge life that I live on YouTube, but I'm here for it. But I don't get these, thank God. You guys, you have got to be careful about fake news and, like, you know, come on. Think with your brain. And you know who's not thinking with their brain? Who? Lastly, I want to mention, first of all, 
Mark Sargent. One, it upsets me. He uses the same microphones as us. Yes, he sure and does. And that really bumped me out. But he holds it by the back and cuts off half of his intake, and that really Really, I know. It probably hurt you. But second, I want to leave you guys with this gem. Yeah. That I also believe Mark still doesn't understand numbers, science, etc. That flat earth videos are the new porn. <laughs> and my God, said. man, I don't think we're on the same page. <laughs> I don't think we are. <laughs> So, guys, those are flat earthers. Those are their theories. These are ours. And I I really enjoy having science in my back pocket. The official stance of Podcast Rewind is that the earth is, is round. Globe. It's round. But before we go. Erica. Yes. We have posed a question to one another. Yes. We don't know how to answer. And, you know. We, we have a lot of opinions here on Podcast Just Rewind. Just a few. We have a lot of questions. Lots and, of questions. And we go out and we search for answers. But we still have questions and thoughts and, you know, things we don't know what to deal with. And so we were asking ourselves, would I rather, what, what would I rather do? <laughs> and this is a tough one. Vote for Trump in 2020. Yep. Because there's a lot of danger and scary involved in that. <laughs> yep. Or come out to my friends and family and live my earth as a flat earther. Live my life as a flat earther. And I've been thinking about it while we've been talking. Okay, tell me everything. I have a couple of thoughts. Uh-huh. One, to not vote is a vote for Trump. True. So I think True. to I think I would not vote and tell people I did. No, no, no. That's, but there's not that's an option a vote C. for Trump. Okay, okay, then Corey. Then <laughs> option C is not here. Then vote for Trump and lie to my friends. Yeah. Oh, you can lie to your friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I could be a flat earther because then you guys would be like, where are you going? I'd be like, to a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And what if I got tagged in things on Facebook? How am I going to explain that to my family? (sighs) What are you doing? Well, here's the thing. I'm trying to decide, um, like, how much. Pete Buttigieg, 2020. (laughs) I've already decided Pete Buttigieg, y'all. Pete Buttigieg, we're listening. Kamala, you got to impress me. Elizabeth, drop out. But um, she'll erase our student loans. That's all right by me. Okay. Um, I, I like to think that I'm a good enough person. Yeah. That I would choose to be a flat earther, take the fall from me, oh. so that for the rest of humanity, another dro- vote does not go towards Donald Trump. Yeah. And, you know, every vote matters. It does. So I'd like to think that I take the fall to keep Trump away cool. as president. But I think in all honesty, I would fucking vote for Trump because I, I can't live the rest of my life. Because here's the other thing that we learned is that flat earthers lose their entire friends and family circle. Yeah. Because it is that insane. Flat it earthers is. can only date each other. Like yeah. they have like dating ops. Yes. Like for realsies because they realize they can only date each other. And if you watch behind the curve, you see a couple sad divorced men being like, my four sons don't talk to me anymore because I believe this, but God feels good to be out about being a flat earther. <laughs> so you guys exactly like it. So, look, life for flat earthers isn't good, so no. stay around, y'all. Stay around. All right. Well, we are going to quickly <gasps> jump into our podcast pulse. We're getting a little long today, but you guys. We'll spin through. When the info and dish is good. You got you a dish. You got a dish. All right, so Amy, we decided to look into a specific corner of the iTunes world, the science and medicine. Yes, because we are proving science with our very, you know, scientific research into the flat earth. So what are the three most popular science and medicine podcasts on iTunes today, you ask? And we answer you that number one is an NPR podcast called Hidden Brain. Uh Uh-huh. So um, I looked at the description. 
So Hidden Brain is a, is a show. I've never heard of it before. But this week's episode, which is top of the charts, is titled Why No One Feels Rich. And looking at it, it says, if you've ever flown an economy class on a plane, you probably had to walk through first class to get to your seat. And it goes on a little bit about, like, you see them drinking champagne. Uh-huh. And then you feel bad when you get back to your own, like, They've shitty, got nice blankets up there. They've got blankets and everything. You feel bad. But you never once considered that some people couldn't afford to get on the plane at all. Yeah. And how... Um, it's all relative. They say, we explore the psychology of income inequality and how perceptions of our own wealth shape our lives. Nice. So interesting. So science, medicine, little psychiatry. Cool. The second... I find this one weird coming up. But Sword and Scale, episode 136, makes number two on the science and medicine list this week. Okay. I wonder if the murder of it all is the science part? Potentially. I'm going to bring up Sword and Scale in just a second. So I'm going to move ahead to number three. So the number three science and medicine podcast is called Americanish from WNYC Studios. We love them. And basically, I was reading the description, and it talks about how Um, In 1903, this U.S. Supreme Court refused to say that Isabel Gonzalez was a citizen of the United States. Then again, she wasn't either. So she was Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. And this really, I think, dives into... Oh, American-ish. American-ish, yeah. Clearing up the difference between... As as Puerto Ricans, who were U.S. territories, and are they immigrants or are they Uh citizens? I definitely want to listen to that. My cousin lives in Puerto Rico. Yeah, it sounds a lot more political than science and medicine, but this is the chart as iTunes told me. But you know what? You get to sign up for whatever area you want on iTunes. Exactly. They allowed that to happen. Do you mind if I pop up my first real quick and get through the sword and scale? Then sure, we do go yours. for it. So you guys, we on Podcast Pulse a few years ago just talked about the sword and scale controversy. Where so a few years ago? I said weeks ago. Oh, I might have said years, years ago. I meant weeks. <laughs> so the, the longtime host of Sword and Scale, Mike Boudet, left the show because he had what some people deemed an inappropriate tweet where he used the C word referring to a woman. And um, he put out a whole big, like, seven-minute monologue and left the show. And we talked about cancel culture the week after that. And, you know, let's call it social media thing. We talked about it. Go back and listen. Anyway, Sword and Scale came back two weeks ago with episode 134, hosted by a female. Oh, I didn't think it was going to go back. I thought Mike Boudet was taking the whole show, taking his ball and going home to nice. find a new platform. But Sword and Scale is actually still owned by Incongruity Media. And so a new woman came on to host who you'd think would be just somebody that they hired. Uh-huh. But no, she's actually been a producer on the show for a while. And she spends the first good part of it basically backing Mike Boudet and being like, nice. you guys did this. I host now. But you guys need to think about what you did. And it has a really good, interesting thought monologue on cancel culture. Love a cancel culture. So I bring that up, um, Sword and Scale episode 134, if you're interested in just hearing that transition and her kind of school the audience and cancel culture, I would recommend listening at least to the first part of Sword and Scale from that week. Cool. Yeah. We got... So um, I listened to a new podcast, speaking of all this YouTube conversation that we've been having, I love a lifestyler on YouTube and there's this one girl, Emma Chamberlain, who is... Like 18, maybe, living in L.A., but she's been a YouTuber for years, making tons of money. Um, If you're into YouTube and to, like – by the way, I think YouTubers and, like, YouTube channels are the new TV. I really think that's going to be, like, the newest thing. It is for kids already. Absolutely. They don't watch TV. But Emma Chamberlain really lives at the top of the charts. She started her own podcast called Stupid Genius. 
And every week she's going to get three guesses on a question and try to answer them for her fans. So, like, this week I didn't listen to it, but it was, like, why do puppies li- puppies lick us? And, like, oh, I cannot wait. Cute. I cannot wait for that one. But in episode one, she had, why do onions make us cry? Mm-hmm. So her first question or her first answer was like, well, I don't like onions. So if I'm cutting them, I'm going to cry because I don't want to eat the onion. And they're like, no. Nah. And she's That's like, well, I thought that was a good answer. But obviously we all know you cut into an onion. The liquid turns into gases. It irritates our eyes. So we start to science. cry. Science, science, science. But they're quick episodes like 30 minutes or so um but if you're a fan of her or really like that youtube lifestyle or just looking for another pod to throw into the mix stupid genius with emma chamberlain i like it i've got a new one it's a true crime serial podcast what what now um i'm super interested in this and i have to say i'm not very far in in fact i haven't even quite finished the first episode so tell us everything the premise alone i'm super fucking in on the title of this podcast is Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia. We have talked about the Black Dahlia so much lately on so this much. show. Well, right. And so TNT just put out that show that had Chris, Chris um, Pine. Pine in it called I Am the Night. Yes. Which I started and didn't finish. Um, but this podcast was being released at the same time as sort of a companion. Not TNT put out the show. They didn't sponsor this podcast, but... It was definitely uh, put out at the same time for reasons. But anyway, what's super interesting about it is there's two women co-hosts of this podcast, uh-huh. and they are the granddaughters of George Hodel, who has long time been suspected to be the murderer in the Black Dahlia case, okay. but never convicted. And they are his granddaughters, uh-huh. and through this podcast, basically they're going to try to prove that their grandfather is guilty of the Black Dahlia murder. That, I love that. What a cool angle. It's been an inside secret known in their family forever. Yeah. The first episode starts off with them just explaining who their mother was. And their mother was given away for adoption by their grandmother. Whose okay. parents forced her to because she got knocked up at 15. And this is back, you know, high society, white, uh, the daughter at 15 got knocked up, but not only did she have to tell her parents that, but she's getting knocked up by a black man. Oh, so she's going to so have a biracial baby, yeah. She's going to have a biracial baby, so that was their mother, this biracial baby that was given away. Um, and so I don't even know how it all connects yet, but basically the Hodel family knows for sure. They, they believe that their grandfather, these girls, George Hodel, is the murderer of the Black Dahlia and uh, they're telling us the story and trying to prove it. And I'm super in. So, you guys, Root of Evil, the true story of the Hodel family and the Black Dahlia. All right. Well, then you're going to have to come back in a couple weeks and give us an update. Yeah, did Gramps that... do it? Did Gramps not? <laughs> Gramps probably did it. Gramps probably did it, if I'm being honest. But okay. I think the most important question is, did he believe the earth was flat or round? I don't know. Maybe I'll find out in the podcast. Hopefully. Hopefully. But I believe the earth is round. You believe the earth is round. I believe the earth is round. I believe we're going to see everybody next week for episode 65. I believe that as well. In the meantime, guys, if you're looking to stalk us on this big, beautiful round earth, you can find us on Instagram at podcastrwd. Same with Twitter. Hit us up with a Gmail. Stalk us on the Facebook. We're here for your listening pleasure. Remember to go listen to this week's episode of 30-something with Sonia Bada. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts there, and we'll check you next week. Until then, do not forget. Be kind, guys. Bye. Bye.